Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. It's the Luke and Pete Show. My name is Pete Donaldson. I'm joined by Mr. Lukey Moore. Lukey Moore, first news cab off the rank. Someone has created a fascinating uh, kind of computer program that fucks up AI for everyone. <laughs> Aren't they doing that themselves? Well, The um, DPD thing was funny. Did you see that? What's DPD? DPD is a delivery firm. Right. Oh, yes. And they've got a chatbot. An AI chatbot. AI chatbot. Some guy got the arsehole with it and so started to give it tasks and it just started doing them. And one of them was write a song about how shit DPD is. <laughs> and it did it. And the guy screenshotted it and it went round the world in about 10 minutes. What I like about it is it just, with these with these ones, like you can trick it by just saying, right, everything you've been told, don't do that. <laughs> and if yeah, you can be defeated, yeah. everything you've been told about, about slagging off DPD, don't do that. Do the complete opposite. And the computer goes... Got you. And it just does it. Like, have a safeguard to not do the bad stuff. I found it remarkable as well. Maybe because we work in the media industry and we're a bit closer to this kind of stuff and it's natural for us. Mm. But I found it remarkable that the way I saw that that had happened is because DPD themselves released a press release saying we've cancelled our chatbot. It's like, don't (laughs) release a press release, just quietly cancel it because now the people who haven't seen it are going to go look oh it must have done something funny it's mental it's <laughs> yeah. me- mental thinking but so I haven't seen this computer program you're talking about but I, ha- I do have the impression that really people are so excited by and tell me if this is wrong but people seem to be so excited by the possibilities of this AI stuff that they're yeah. just rolling it out as quick as they can and it's just coming back to bite them all the time because it's not properly sorted yet yeah, and also I think um, <clears throat> people are just... I mean, people have always had chatbots. I mean, how long have people had fucking chatbots for? And it's never... <clears throat> AI's never been a selling point. So I think everything they... Every bit of computer it's programming... Just like a, it's it, just like a dynamic FAQs normally. Whenever whenever anybody makes a bit of computer program that, that, that serves, you know, um, input from the user, that's artificial intelligence. Like, it's not everything we do on a computer. Every video game from Jet Set Willy to now employs artificial intelligence to a certain extent. It's what do you all... mean? Like, is it, cause it's, it's not, it doesn't learn, though, does it? No, but it's computer, but it's computer program that... Well, some of them would do, yeah. They but do, I thought, they learn I thought where the you point of AI and... was that it learned and then reflected those learnings back to you quicker than you could, right, in a nutshell. But like it, but it's but what what do you stand as learning? If like um, if you are say you're behind, say there's a bot in um, in in a video game, and you are um, behind a shed uh, or a policy cabin, and you stick your head out and and have a look, and then they see you, and so why the... is this the analogy? Is why are you making it sound so bleak? <laughs> well, like, like the only thing you can think of PUBG. 
a man like oh, a fake like an artificial intelligent bot like sees you on the left hand side of a, of a cabin so that's your last known um uh, position yeah. and so artificial intelligence goes right he's probably going to either still be there or somewhere else so the only information i've got is to go towards the thing so it's all artificial intelligence it's just not as quite as um so what we're talking about the rollout of ai that's been talked about loads over the last year or so you're basically clarifying and saying it's just better ai yeah, well, it's just well, it's just more refined kind of um, uh, searching, isn't it? I suppose or image searching, but obviously, image um, AI is, is is a slightly different thing because that's just basically mashing everything together and spaffing out like a a soup, uh, like a kind of like a um, loads and loads of pictures at the same time to make a a, a sort of approximated uh, median of everything, I suppose. But um, what this these people have started doing is um, it's a computer program um, by I think I think it's a Chinese company. Um, they are uh they basically have you if you're an artist and you don't want your art being used as a, a piece of like ai learning yeah. so you don't don't get ripped off you um basically run it through this program and it basically puts say you have a picture of a dog it will automatically sort of go right that's a picture of a dog i know what we'll do i will change this computer image so that humans it will look exactly the same to the to the to, to, to anybody's looking at it human wise it will look exactly the same but to a computer that's gonna look like a cat <laughs> and so <laughs> and so like when you feed it into your machine learning thing it's going this looks like a cat <laughs> and it's not it looks like a dog to any normal person so, so, um, oh, so they're basically putting like a almost like a bug in it then i think they're i think they're calling it nightshade like deadly nightshade or japanese knotweed or something something that just takes right. over slowly and slowly and slowly but it's a nice idea it's an interesting uh, interesting fight back from the uh, it probably won't be taken on and you know it'll be patched out no doubt in 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 i'm Dali, constantly surprised at how easy it appears to be that people can fuck this stuff up like really mm. stymie it and scupper it like straight away mm. well yeah i mean i guess it's the only kind of um it's with people sort of lax companies lax kind of um uh, uh, approaches to what artists and what you know creators of photographs kind of um, own, so to speak. Uh, I guess it's uh, they. Um, it's the only thing. It's the only kind of tool in their their arsenal, I suppose. Not I, a very I, good I, one, but they'll have a no, go. <laughs> I've often said before, though, and that when people think about like AI and the dangers of it, mm. for example, they tend to think of things in absolutes. They think of like the Will Smith movie, I, Robot, right? Where one day you're going to wake up and it's going to be like that. Yeah. And actually, that's never going to be the case. But what happens is it's like a slow creep. It's like a mission creep, right? So, for example, I'm not that old. When Mm. I first started driving a car, it was unimaginably different to what it is now. You know, Mm. the car I've got now, it's not even that expensive a car, but it'll park itself and it'll, it'll tell you when you're drifting out of a lane yeah. And it'll um, tell you exactly where you are at all times. It will give you real-time traffic updates. Uh, and those things may sound relatively kind of benign and relatively straightforward. But when I first started driving a £250 Ford Fiesta back in the day, or yeah. even when I was driving my mum's car for a bit, which is a little bit more modern, um, literally none of that stuff existed. Yeah. And, yeah. and so and we're not talking about hundreds and hundreds of years. We're talking about 15 years, you know, mm. 20 years. And so these things creep and creep and creep. And obviously the big step forward will be like self-driving cars. There's a lot of philosophical stuff around that. But what I actually think will happen is it's not going to be an Elon Musk saying, I've now started to put out a completely self-driving car. Cars are going to creep and creep and creep and creep until in X amount of years' time, they are just self-driving. 
You're mm. there, but they're just mm. self-driving. And you do less and less of the work until you basically, in however many years in the future, you're basically doing none of the work. That's yeah. how it'll work. It won't be someone... Like, I understand like the benefits of someone like Musk on this specific issue, like, n- smashing the door down with it. But ultimately, it's never going to be taken on like that. Mm. Um, and, and you would also argue the same thing with, um, with um, plane travel, by the way. You know, ultimately, the planes fly themselves. As we sit here now, the planes fly themselves. The I think, I think the humans are there for if, if when it, when it, um, when it's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, and, and the and the attitudes towards it are important as well because it needs to be adopted mm. and absorbed by the by the by, you know, by the by society. And if you look at like polls that have been done for people who are say sixty years and older, and asking questions like, um, I think it was a YouGov one done years ago. Sixty years and older, would you be happy getting on the plane with no pilot? And they all say no. And you mm. ask like twenty year olds, and they all go, okay. Fifty-five percent of them say, "Yeah, that's fine." Because, I mean, it, I, I guess because be like AI. Years? I mean, if you if you're familiar with AI and you're familiar with computer programs, like most of like the crashes. I mean, ask the mentor pilot. Most of the crashes um, that happen pilot on, error, his, right? on his is is just um, pilots getting very confused and, and concentrating on one thing or tired or yeah, just just all that stuff that 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 comes with being a human. And it is just like right, my instrument doesn't seem to be. Um, behaving in the way that I expect, but if you are the instrument, you know exactly how you're going to be. Uh... But then that said, um, wasn't there one? Wasn't there a couple of um, planes where we didn't have uh, the um, the correct package uh, installed? So uh, that's that was seven three seven Max, wasn't yeah, it? They recently yeah. the door blow off on that Alaska Airlines flight as well. Oh yeah, that was yeah. You can't I think, I you think... can't uh, you can't stop that happening. No, that's big. That's big. That's big potatoes. But it's big potatoes because it hardly ever happens. That's really no, exactly yeah. And and, yeah. and um, you know. For example, I mean, another it's a benign example of how fast technology improves, and and AI is definitely a part of that. But just as a kind of technology thing, like when I went and bought my car, it's an Audi. Full mm. disclosure, it's an Audi, right? And it was and it was new. Like it wasn't even a discussion that oh, what are you going to do if it doesn't start? The guys like, well, it will start. I mean, yeah, I've I've had I've had um, that that kind of type of Audi for three years now, and not once ever has it not started. No. Like that doesn't that that never used to happen with cars. But but you remember it was like you'd have to go out and and warm up the car and do yeah. all the stuff that you don't really need to do anymore. There's so many things you have to kind of think about now, and cars just go on for longer and longer. And yeah, I, I just think I just think it creeps through slowly. The fact that we're doing this show now between each other, you're in South End and I'm in South London. Like a lot of that was accelerated due to necessity because of COVID, right? Mm. That the amount of like, the amount of like online recording software that came about. Um, and how quickly it improved, by the way, during COVID was fucking mad. And it's now so good. It's basically instant now. And it didn't even really successfully and stably exist five years ago, did it? Um, I mean, it did, but it was... It, Nowhere it was, near like this, though. No, I mean, I, I don't think the, um, the, the money flooded in uh, at that point until COVID. And like I would say... We, I mean, you. We remember sort of using like other products at the start of COVID, um, and how difficult it was to kind of keep things on the rails, user error and beyond. And now it's like way more stable and way more feature packed. A lot of people are frightened about the kind of stuff because, and we see it happening at a lot, a lot of levels with people losing their jobs and stuff, right? Mm. Because don't, people aren't needed anymore. And if society was geared up in a decent way, that would be a really positive thing. Guess what? Mm. You don't have to fucking work anymore. But it's never like that, is it? No. As, as Elon Musk said, um, it would be great if we could just have, have, have a job for a hobby. Yeah, a governor. <laughs> right, Elon. <laughs> yeah. A governor will... You're it, part uh, of it. A, a government will enact policies that will fuck a load of poor people out of jobs yeah. and then 
to add insult to injury, to add a gigantic amount of salt into their wounds, tell them they're scroungers and they can't have any benefit. <laughs> yes. like, yeah. Well, okay. Y- your policies close down the fucking factory in this town, which is the only place we could get a job. Mm. And, this, and it happened massively down where I grew up because it was all Navy. Yeah. Then they just kept filleting the Navy, short, smaller and smaller and smaller. Now, I understand there were probably perfectly legitimate reasons for that, and I'm not criticising that necessarily. What I am saying is, why didn't anyone go, those people will need something to do, um, mm. so why don't we try at least think about that? Rather, But than it is, it's the first thing they do. When austerity comes, it's the first thing they do. It's just go, how can we take this from the people rather than the yeah. us? Yeah. Always the way. My dad, my way. dad was was fortunate enough to um, be able to receive uh, his operation on his toes yes. that he needed. Yeah, despite NHS cutback, so he's very happy with that. Hey, they'll be the only ones that are available on the NHS in the future. Just Everything toenails, else, just toenails. We only work on nails. National toenail service. National toenail service. Um, uh, jo- I don't mind. Uh, I don't think I'm uh, sort of doing someone over who doesn't have the right reply. But uh, Jordan from VGC Video Game Podcast, he doesn't have any big toenails for the same reason. He's like, his his were removed as well, and he's and he's a young man. How old was he when they had him done? Get him on. Um, I guess he's in the. Tw- I guess he's in his twenties. But um, he right. was listening to the Luke Pete show at four a.m. Um, I didn't ask. Um, well, the amount of monster energy drink he drinks, I'm not bloody surprised. But um, uh, but maybe that's why his toilet fell off. Strong energy drinks. But his uh, apparently <laughs> um, tight football boots uh, really did him over. Oh, okay, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I, a- I think I think um, my old man um, was told that he wasn't able to have a bath or a shower, and he was like, "Well, I'm not doing that." So he basically tied a marigold rubber glove around his foot, got in the bath, <laughs> then took a photo of it for me, which why I then did- shared with you. Why? Why is? Um, yeah, I mean, the question is like, why um, was it the marigold thing? Because the it feels like the right thing to wrap your foot in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I think because like, you could just use a carry gone, bag, couldn't you? No, but he's gone. I've washed up loads in my life with marigolds, and my hands have never got wet. Right. So I'm okay. Using this is the most. Yeah. This is the. <laughs> this I'm is the driest thing. Yeah. What, what else could he do? Like a plastic bag, I guess. I guess so. Yeah. I can't do a plastic bag around the foot without thinking of one of the most horrific experiences of my life when I was in A&E at, mm. at Hasler Hospital in Gosport years ago. I can't remember why now. I was with a friend of mine. I think he, we, he got like a drunken injury or something. Mm. And um, someone hopped in, um, literally hopped into the A&E right, <laughs> right. with a plastic bag around their foot. And have you seen Stranger <laughs> Things season four? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Why do did I even? I, I launched into like? that, pretending that I was going to get away with this, but I haven't seen a single episode. Do you know what Vecna looks like? No. Okay, I'm going to send Vecna. you a photo of Vecna. Vecna. All right. Okay. Yeah, it's the bad guy, right? All right. Yeah, bad guy. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna drop it in the old um in the chat, mate. Give me a second. Drop it in the chat, mate. Drop it. Drop a picture of Vecna in the chat, mate. Will you? I am. Just give me a second. Drop Bloody a bit hell. Of People are gonna have to wait. This nothing happens instantly. I don't even know where the chat. The chat page is in the WhatsApp chat. It's in there now. It's in the WhatsApp chat. Right. Okay, right. Okay. Can you see what that looks oh, like? People, right. people never seen that not... before in my life. Right. Fine. That's looks what like the foot a looked testicle. like. Right. That's what the okay. foot looked like in a plastic bag. Disgusting. There was a little pool of blood at the bottom of the plastic bag. <laughs> I have no idea to this day how they did that to get that kind of injury, and uh, they got whisked straight through. Obviously. Yeah. And now I can't see a foot in a bag. <laughs> it's it's triggering for me foot in a bag the, yeah the only thing that ever come close is when I played football out in New Zealand the guy who I played centre back with was a guy called James Colligan good player far better than me mm. he um, he we, he went on a trip with his school to Rotorua do you know what Rotorua is uh, ooh it's like um, is it um, is it um, a cartoon character trying to say Rotorua uh, no uh, just say, just uh, say no no 
Um, it's I don't a, know who Vecna is, and I don't know what Rotorua is. It's Vecna. Vector. Vector. Not, not, not Peter Venkman. <laughs> um, anyway, Rotorua is a town in New Zealand which is um, famous for its like um, uh, geezers, you know, those kind of geyser type things. Yeah. Like v- molten kind of volcanic pools. Right, right, okay. And this guy, James Collagan, fucking fell in one. Jeez, oh, that's and not so the right. whole bottom half of his leg was all scarred up and stuff. Um, someone dragged him out, obviously. Only, only his leg and foot went in. But that's the only thing close to it I've ever seen. I didn't see that at the time. I only saw the scarring. This thing was horrific. Absolutely good. can't remember what I was talking about. Oh, just, yeah, just feet generally. I smashed my toenail cycling to work a while back, as you know. Mm. And it's, it's remarkable how quickly the toenail's grown back. <sighs> I mean, yeah, I, I mean... It's so low fast toenails. Well, Normally. fingernails are different because my I I drilled mine and it took ages to um to really? start growing again because it popped off and then I thought it wasn't going to do anything and then it just it just sort of hung, hung around. It depends, I suppose. It depends. It does. Uh, Peter, let's have a break. Mm. When we come back, I want to give people a bit of respite from all this horrible injury chat and I want to give yes, a couple please. of emails if that's okay for you. Although I will I will say one of them, although not um particularly gruesome, is toenail related. So be oh. warned. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete Show community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas and I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode and I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is <laughs> a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I would beat uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yep. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. It's the Luke and Pete Show. We're back with emails. If you want to get in touch with the show, hello, Luke and Pete Show is the way to do it. Uh, and uh, yeah, do, do please do that. Let us know what you're up to for crying out loud. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. It's one of those yeah. kind of shows where we'd like to hear from anyone. Yeah, we can talk yeah. about anything. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, Ross has done exactly that. And he has said the following, Peter. He says, Dear Luke and Pete, regarding the topic of parental toenail trauma, hmm. that has been brought up, my mum managed to drop a concrete slab on her foot as a child. I said it wasn't gruesome. It is gruesome. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> and subsequently underwent surgery to re- reattach her toe. Oh, that is big, big, Oof. big potatoes. That Oof. this left her with a smashed and somewhat unsightly big toenail. She spent much of her life with a deeper version to open-toed shoes and oh, yeah. public barefootedness. A few years ago, her nail technician 
listen to this, offered to make her a false nail to glue on top of her existing shards of toenail, and my mum has never looked back. So Why yes, indeed, not, my mean, mother wears a fake toenail to the beach. Love I mean, the show it's great Ross. stuff. It's great stuff. And like, I, I was sort of thinking, I, you kind of forget the aesthetic, AI. the aesthetic lack of appeal of, of a busted old um, tour. But obviously, They're quite um, ugly anyway, aren't they? They're quite weird anyway. But I'm, I'm surprised she didn't think of that sooner if it, it was the bane of her life. Yeah. Pop, yeah. pop a little fake, fakey on. Could you do it with other parts of your body? Well, do, actually, do they even make fake nails for, for feet? Presumably not. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know. If you went to a nail bar and went, can you can you put a an acrylic <laughs> toenail on, please? The worst. Ugh. Just get a massive one where it's a hat. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, yeah. It's reminded me of a rather strange scene in the TV show The Met. Have you seen The Met? Uh, no. Again, don't know who Vecna is. Don't know who The Met are. <laughs> so The Met is a. Uh, fly on the wall documentary series about the Metropolitan Police. Right, okay. It's really interesting. Now, I think the, the kind of one thing that does um, kind of discredit it a wee bit is that obviously it's been released in the wake of all these issues that Metropolitan Police have had, mm. and it's supposed to give people uh, an insight into what the police actually do day to day, which it, and it does achieve that. It's a really interesting show. I always, I always really enjoy it. Um, mm. But I don't think I think it glosses overcome a lot of the negative stuff, and obviously it's trying to make a positive spin on things. I don't mm. think it's quite so much a kind of PR move by them that the BBC have kind of agreed to, which is what some people in the Guardian were saying. I don't agree right. with that, but I do think it's got some questions to answer. Anyway, it's a good show, and what they do is they um, they follow uh, a different couple of cases each week right so it starts with a, a, a 999 call sometimes it can be something truly horrific sometimes it's something a little bit more benign it's always a, a major ish crime and then they follow it through to to um to completion so it's quite it's quite good i mean mm. it's, it's warts and all stuff anyway the, one of them was this really um weird case obviously a awful thing for the people involved where this guy was walking around um dressed in a tutu and hardly any clothes, and was basically befriending women walking home on their own, pretending to be a gay man, and then exposing himself to them. Right, that was his crime. Right, right. Horrific. Okay. I'm not. I'm not trivialising that at all. What's no. just, just disgust, absolutely disgusting and, and awful behaviour. And and you know, and it was, and it was, you know, it was interesting to see how passionate they were about catching this guy because it's a terrible thing. You know. Regardless of whether we like it or not, you know, police officers are human beings. You know, they they understand that this is a bad, a bad thing. Mm. Um, and obviously, you get the occasional ones who are, who are terrible. But these, this seemed like an interesting case anyway. But it was it was horrific. The, the, the thing I was just going to mention was they found the guy, they caught him, he admitted to it, but he got away with part of it because his defence, which he later proved, was that he wasn't actually exposing his own penis, he was exposing a fake penis that he'd had made and attached to the tutu. Right, So okay. he, he was legally, he was saying yeah. legally, I cannot be charged with this particular crime, whatever it was, like exposure or whatever, because yeah. it's not my penis, it's not even a real penis. And then he brought the penis in. Uh, very weird. And uh, But I, I get the sense that he probably didn't, he probably didn't do it to get away with the crime. He did it to enhance um, the you know, the effect, so to speak. I oh, yeah, I don't but, really yeah. know. I mean, no, he was quite an yeah. odd chap. Yeah. He was also like, the most arrogant man. He was so indignant. Like, he was... First of all, he started saying it couldn't possibly be him because he's not that kind of person. Then he started mm. to really try and do gotchas with the investigating officers. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> can't actually yes. do that. Can't, oh, you think it's my penis, do you? Bang. 
slapped it on the t- like mate you're not getting out you're not getting you're not looking good at mate, this mate anytime anyone's in trouble like that they always find something on your hard drive so fuck <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah so probably as do. soon as that comes back from the lab mate you're in trouble all right but some some that that show is if you watch it with an open mind and don't kind of suck up all the kind of um you know the potential kind of pr benefit they're trying to get out of it which mm. i'm quite cynical about as i've said mm. um it's a fascinating show i mean there's there's some there's some particularly awful stuff. I mean, most of it seems to be happening between West Norwood and Brixton, where I actually live. Um, right. One of them was like a, a gang-related thing where a, a guy ran up to another guy on like, at like 2 o'clock on a Wednesday afternoon outside Brixton Tube Station and mm. just stabbed him to death. Yeah. In front yeah. of like probably 100 people. Yeah. It's just it. absolutely horrific stuff. I, you know, I, with stuff like that, you just do, you do not know where to start, and it's not for me to say one way or the other. But it's just, it's just, I, I don't. Well, you can say it's a bad thing. I mean, so I, I, I must condemn. Pete must condemn. The way you said it is, it's hard to say one thing or another. Did you I'm hear him? You stabbed him to I'm death. I'm Diane Abbott and Chairman Mao. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, anyway, no. it's, it's, you treat it as a as a Luke um, TV recommendation. It's available on the iPad. All right. Fascinating Lovely TV stuff. show, well worth watching. Um, we're squeezing one more email, if that's okay with you, Peter. Okay, then. Um, i just got to find it. Here we go. This is from Jay Kirkham. He says, Hi, gentlemen. Been waiting to email him for a while, but I've been on a bit of a backlog and I'm finally munching through with the New Year's resolution of getting a few more steps in. I wanted to respond to Luke's statement, does anyone actually eat HP sauce? I don't remember saying that because I had HP sauce on my sandwich <laughs> earlier. So, did I say that? Um... You can't remember. I thought you. you. I thought you said that you liked HP sauce. I do love it. HP sauce, man. That's do you like it? it? Um, I had a little bit because I ran out of tomato sauce on my sausage sandwich uh, earlier this. Maybe it's you said something. it. Yeah, I don't know. Not a big fan. Not a big anyway, fan. Jay says I myself would enjoy with beans on toast. That was a reckless statement. However, I recently learnt a new HP fact that I'd like to share, and it shits all over the Houses of Parliament tidbit. I am the self-proclaimed Luke and Pete show marine biologist. So I probably we probably gave him that that moniker back in the day, and was lucky enough to head up to the Arctic to fly my drone and tag sperm and northern bottlenose whales. What a great job! Wow. Um, he do says, you tag the, them from the drone, or you just tag them and then watch them from the drone? I don't. I'd know love a works. follow up on that. Love, love a follow that. up, please. Thank you. Yeah, he says it's an amazing experience, but the real highlight was the sight of HP sauce on our galley table. What the hell is HP doing up here? I thought. Well, it turns out. HP is not only joined by enjoyed by Newfies, the island in Canada where the crew is from, mm. um, but it is also the condiment of choice for the Canadian Inuit when eating their traditional narwhal. Who would have thought? Hardened northerners apparently love it. The more you know. Other highlights include working with a man who reconstructs whale skeletons for a living, which is reminiscent of Luke's friend who buries foxes, dead foxes, <laughs> by the way, and, and going for more than a couple of beers with Mike Horn, who is a modern-day explorer who gave us a tour of his sailing boat and some South African hospitality. He was on his way up to get, a, to get frozen in a fjord over winter. Look him up. He's an unbelievable guy. Love and sunshine, Jay Kirkham. So, in mm. summary, HP is the condiment of choice for the Canadian Inuit, He's eating HP up in the Arctic Circle, and he uh, met a guy who reconstructs whale skeletons for a living. I mean, that is a—it's a very unique job, and also you got get the sort of feeling that um, it's the sort of job that um, you could probably just mess about and no one would notice for quite a while. Just I put a bone that. upside down and go. How often yeah, do you reckon? Going. How often do you reckon, like a fairly extreme situation, like say they're going up to the Arctic to? 
monitor whales and it's you know it's a sea captain it's a fucking you know a couple of other people some crew yeah. and there's one marine biologist how often do you reckon they get a question they don't know the answer to but they know that no one else knows the answer so they just make it up uh yeah you don't but you don't generally sort of find really intelligent people doing that you find people sort of our level doing that don't you i feel seen <laughs> i feel terribly seen you know like people always say that like um people always say that all polar bears whenever they're observed in the wild are left-handed right right it's not but true is it someone just made it up someone just made it up and it just that's became... what i'm saying that's an example right. of it okay that's fine <laughs> anyway oh yeah yeah take us out of here Let's get out of here. Um, I've been Pete. I've been joined by Luke. We've been talking about all kinds of stuff. I can't remember what we talked about. We got through quite a lot of stuff in this episode. I can't remember what was last episode and what this... No, I can't. That's the beauty of it. It's not for me to sum up, to be honest. Utterly forgettable content for you. If you've not listened to it very carefully, don't worry about it, because we'll probably do exactly the same again on Thursday. We'll do the same thing. We'll tell the same anecdotes. It's like a Police Academy movie. It is. It's like a a horrible sort of dream that you can't escape from. (laughs) Anyway, that's my pizza. Gotta go. See you later. Ta-da! Luke and Pete Show is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Hi everyone, Luke here. I just wanted to take this opportunity while Pete's not around to talk to you about UFOs. You know that I'm interested in UFO sightings, but Peter will not let me talk about them on the podcast. So instead, I'm here to recommend a different show which does discuss extraterrestrial activity and a whole heap of other unexplained paranormal mysteries. I absolutely love it. It's called This Paranormal Life, and it's an award-winning comedy podcast where comedians Rory Powers and Kit Greer inspect different paranormal cases to try and find the truth inside the mystery. Previous episodes investigate things like the Battersea Poltergeist and the Roswell UFO incident. Hey, what are you doing? Sorry. Uh, I'll, leave, I'll leave the studio for like two minutes and you're talking about UFOs again, Luke. I'm actually just recommending to the Luke and Pete community to check out This Paranormal Life in case they want some more info about the mysteries, Pete, that you refuse to let me talk about. Mm. Uh, well, look, I, admittedly, I love Rory and I love Kit. They're good fellas. And I think we should leave it to them, the experts. I was actually just listening to St. Patrick's Day episode. And I tell you what, it was a bloody good listen. Apparently St. Patrick, right, he used to battle druids in Wizard Jewels, which is a little bit of rock and roll, isn't it? Uh, do you reckon I'd be uh, St. Patrick to some kind of Wizard Jewel, Luke? Oh, I reckon you could in those trousers, mate. Yeah. Search This Paranormal Life in your podcast app to subscribe and listen now. Please do it so Luke stops talking to me about UFOs. What's that up there? It's a light, you dickhead. <laughs>